Hey, Tom Panos here. Guess what? There's no John McGrath. It is Tom Panos flying today with Troy Malcolm. How are you, Troy? I'm really well, thanks, Tom. How are you? Really good. So this is exciting. Um, the big guy's out. It's me and you. Um, we're going to bank that he's not going to listen to this podcast. And we're going to see how we go. We're going to look at the engagement levels and how many people download it. And then if the news is not good, we're going to have to confront John. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm slightly concerned if I say the wrong thing, I might be looking for another job after the end of this week. So he's very intelligent. He's been, this Troy Malcolms understands when you talk to a recorder, you put something in text, be very, very careful. He's been trained very well. But many of you know that Troy's the guy that sits with John and I as we talk through each of our weekly podcasts. What you don't know is that Troy Malcolm's official title is Head of Digital at McGrath's and we thought that we would actually allocate this episode to Facebook because this is Troy's baby at McGrath's. Um, It's a topic that I get asked all the time about how to use Facebook in real estate and we thought we're going to run through some of the things that Troy has seen, the do's, the don'ts, the mistakes, the things that you should do more of and the things that you should do less of. So, Troy, I'm excited. Yeah, Tom, it's going to be good. And it's interesting, you know, um, internet marketing, digital strategies have become an integral part of marketing campaigns in general. So any kind of small, medium, large business, it's one of their critical paths to success and engagement with their audience. So it's a really relevant topic for us to be covering off today. Yeah, so the way we're going to do this is we are going to touch on um, a great presentation that Troy does when he's talking to a lot of the people in the group about the do's and the don'ts, and he has identified um, in the process of building up the McGrath Facebook page, which by the way, from August 2012 to today, has gone from zero to nearly 32,000 likes. So if there is someone that's going to be able to share um, some of the mistakes that they've learned on that journey, it's Troy Malcolm. So Troy... (laughs) There's been a few as well, Tom. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think it's one of these things, Troy, that um, there's no instructional manual. It's been learn as you go. And you've been able to highlight there are five things that are common denominators that you've seen are the things that agents do wrong in Facebook. Yeah, it's it's an interesting topic, and I get I guess with McGrath and where we are as a as a position in the market, we get to see a great great cross section of what's happening with our agents. Now we've always had the view that we're quite hesitant. Our agents are putting information on Facebook, but looking at them and looking at the engagement tools that that does create with them and the awareness with their audience, I think it's uh, something that we need to cover and we identify in a lot of presentations we do. So I mean, we can probably kick off straight away. Yeah, absolutely, Troy. So we're going to run through this um, and just go with the flow. And we might start off and say, what are the top five mistakes, pitfalls? Facebook real estate, number one. Absolutely. I think the first one, and everyone's aware of it, is giving up too much information to your audience. I think uh, there's a lot of senseless data out there, and I think agents get in the the headspace that that's interesting, I need to post it, that's interesting, I need to post it, that's interesting, I need to post it, when really um, a clear, concise message has far better engagement than trying to post everything and be everything to everyone. Yeah, okay, so uh, point number one is understand that Um, you're not the person that's actually reading the posts. So don't just assume that just because you feel like posting it, 
um, that you know the two or three or four thousand people that is going to have that post appear on their timeline is going to feel the same way. And what you're saying is less is more. Don't necessarily go off and tell a whole long story on Facebook. No, and it goes back to the original kind of effective communication is knowing what to cut out. So if you always have that, if it's a question mark, don't post it. Okay, we live in an ADD world. What's happening now is you've got SMS, you've got Facebook posts, you've got Twitter posts, you've got you know pay TV and messages coming up while you're watching the screen. So every minute of the day, people are fighting for people's attention. And what you're saying is give people the short, sharp version of what needs to be said. Absolutely, absolutely. The, the shorter the message, the better. Um, if you go on the algorithm that Facebook in the newsfeed works off 480 characters and then it's a read more, the engagement of that where most people will sit in that time feed or that news feed is where you need to cut through and get engagement otherwise they're going to just go straight past you. Troy, on that issue with the algorithm I think it's, it's, it's worthy of noting that um, not every post you put on there appears on your friend's uh, timelines. A lot of people don't know that, that Facebook in fact now has learnt that for them to monetize their business that they had to actually change the rules and I think they did that at the time that they decided that they were going to become a publicly listed company that they had to monetize it. Explain this concept of the algorithm. So the algorithm works off your most frequent users that are you're engaging with and their friends. So basically to put it simply, if I post something, Tom, and you're in my newsfeed and it's relevant to you and we've had an engagement or interaction recently, you'll see my newsfeed and you'll see that post that I create. If we haven't had any engagement and there's no real core base of connection that we have, it may not appear. Okay, so Troy, what you're saying is pretty much the way the algorithm is working is in a similar way to the way Google works. Google works out... Um, what is it that people really want, you know, and they look at, you know, their past behaviour and there's some mathematical formula that works it out. So what you're saying at the end of the day, make sure that engagement is high and that looks like comments, likes and shares. That's how Facebook knows that people care about what you're saying. Yep, absolutely. And the worth of a like is actually quite powerful on the platform. So if you're on there liking a lot of uh, posts and you're sharing a lot of posts and you're engaging and commenting, you're actually building a bigger sphere of influence, so to say, on that platform. Okay, beautiful. Let's move on to uh, mistake number two. <laughs> yeah, not enough visuals. We, we have the luxury of working in real estate where our photo assets are our best assets. Um, so it'd be silly not to kind of utilise them or, with the age of smartphones, kind of take the complementary images of a property or anything about your area and then post them online. Yeah, I can't get over just a simple visual. I mean, last week, Troy... I posted, it was very trivial, it was a photo uh, done on my iPhone of almond milk that I drink and said this stuff, I could drink two litres of it, it's got hardly any carbs, hardly any calories, this is gold and I can't tell you that simple image, um, I think there was comments, hundreds of comments, hundreds of likes, um, like I think about 30 or 40 shares. Um, So what you're saying is a visual says a thousand words. Absolutely. A picture is worth a thousand words and I think we have the luxury. But we also have the luxury of being creative with the age of smartphones, as I said, is that you can be at a property and maybe it's not your atypical photos that your agency would take. So you'll have your facade, your lounge room, your bedroom and your backyard um, being a pool area or whatever. There's actually another whole set of elements that you can identify and use to actually have a cut through. So if we did another real life case study for anyone listening, if I was to listen 
lease the property um, and there was a really cool um, house number or a letterbox, I'd probably identify that and then engage with the audience with a cool story. So not your atypical just listed 123 Smith Street, I would say, hey, check out this house coming to market on Smith Street. Because then you create an engagement with your audience to go, hey, I'm looking in Smith Street, I love that area, let's drive past, oh, that's the letterbox, let's contact the agent. Beautiful, beautiful. So to all the agents there that just put this text, new listing, this is a big takeaway point. Get creative, use an image, and think outside the square. Don't just say new listing. Realestate.com does that. I don't, yeah, exactly, Tom. Real estate, domain, um, McGrath.com, whoever you're working for, they are the sales tool. Facebook is not the selling platform. And I think history and the way general businesses work in retail, they know that. So yeah. Facebook is very much a social platform. There's the soft sell and complementary sell of brand awareness. But as a direct sales tool, I don't think it works for real estate. Okay. Moving on to the next point, um, and I want to touch on this, and that is that um, anyone, like, one of the exercises you can do is just go to the McGrath Facebook page, and you'll actually see what Troy's talking about. You'll be able to get a real sense of it. And one of the things that you really focus on is um, quality images. So that leads up to point number three. Yeah, well, quality or lack thereof at Tom. Right. And, and again, we've learned by trial and error here. So we spend a lot of our time sourcing interesting photos and aspirational images on the web um, and then using them and creating stories around that content. Uh, what I see with a lot of agents is they kind of bore their audience with stuff they already know, so they might use that shot of the facade that's also on their website to sell the property, and I don't think that works. Um, they need to probably create great updates that really go beyond the stuff that they do day to day. So what do I mean by that? Well, find interesting content on Facebook by other pages and then see if that can be relevant to your page. Again, it's that share, like and post mentality and comment. If you can do that, you're actually creating a quality little atmosphere on your page that people will want to come back and engage with time and time again. Okay, so understand the importance of the model quality versus quantity. You are far better off going for quality over quantity, so post less, but spend time thinking about what you're doing, do research, and then hit out there a good hero post, not, you know, just um, I'm driving to my next appointment, I hope they list with me or whatever you're thinking. Well, one of the most common mistakes I see is just agents spamming their audience, just listed, just sold, over reserve, check out my auction result. Um, if <laughs> I always joke with our team in head office that if I see one more post of an agent shaking the hand um, of the buyer or seller out the front of their signboard with a sold sticker on it, I'm going to scream because it's the most common photo that we see uh, on Facebook and definitely across the industry I think it's the most common element. Absolutely, Troy. And I, I mean, look, and, and, and I'll just touch on that point. And whether you're posting an image like that on Facebook or whether you're posting an image like that um, as a letterbox drop or whether you're putting that in the newspaper... Look, that's people's job to sell a house. There's no need to, 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 to boast about it. All you're doing is actually fulfilling your requirement is to sell the house. That's what you're engaged to do. The equivalent of that would be having, 
having a, a dentist say, look, I've just, you know, uh, served this uh, patient of mine. I've, you know, you know, put braces on this patient. Or, or, or the accountant, I've done three tax returns and then sending a thousand DLs out to their local market saying I've just completed three tax returns. It kind of, it doesn't make sense with the industry where it's at. But if you can create a point of engagement, absolutely. There's some other element I always say to, to our team here. Um, imagine taking a panoramic shot if you've got an iPhone of the auction in progress. Imagine having a photo of the auctioneer knocking down the contract or, or the hammer. Imagine the vendor um, hugging uh, with elation with their with their partner or spouse. Like those kind of elements, I think create so much more engagement. And you know, you look at the. The, the celebrity um, aspect and you see, you know, when Obama got reinstated as the president, the most shared image at that time was actually Mr. Obama and Mrs. Obama embracing, saying, and the caption was, four more years, dot, dot, dot. Most shared photo until we got to the, uh, <laughs> till we got to the Ellen selfie at, <laughs> at the, uh, the, uh, the Oscars. So you look at those elements, it's, it's, not, it's not the atypical shots, it's not traditional real estate shots, it's kind of thinking outside the square, engaging and having something quality to say about that image. Okay, so as Troy's talking, I just can't help but think that one of the things you've got to do is think like an editor, act like an agent. Think like an editor, act like an agent. How would a newspaper take a photo to actually get eyeballs on it? They're thinking of an angle that's going to attract people to it. Let's move on to the next one, number four, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I key the phrase cut the cheese. Um, what do you, you know, mean by that, Troy? Well, you know, a lot of agents uh, can talk the talk and a lot of them can walk the walk, but I don't think Facebook is actually a platform to talk the talk. It's more of a show and tell. So um, most of the time your fans will be fans of you because they already like you or they'll be friends on Facebook because they know you on a personal level or they choose to engage. So I don't think there's any point to constantly remind them how successful you are. I think it's more so cutting back to what else can I do to engage with that audience that I'm top of mind? Correct. So big takeaway point there. On Troy's point, social media is not about you telling the audience how good you are. It's about the audience telling each other that you're different, that you're special. So let's look at the term of replacing return of investment with return of engagement. What are they saying about you when you're not there to the rest of the world? Yeah, and, they, and you won't be there. So that's probably another really good point, Tom, is that when you're not there, how are they going to perceive that post? If you can't be there to personally say it to them, if they're reading it for the first time at 11 o'clock at night or wherever they're scrolling through the news feed, what's the engagement point? Brilliant. Last pitfall. Well, there's actually two here. I, two. Let's I always go. say that. So it's content and frequency, Tom. Right. Really important to remember. So what do, you, what do you mean by that? Content-wise, we always like to be really organised. With the McGrath corporate page, we work three weeks in advance most of the time. We identify key things in the calendar and we go, right, we're going to angle and we're going to build momentum to that key event. So we've got an alliance with another business or a sponsorship campaign. We'll actually aim and target our, cam- uh, our posts to reflect that when that point hits. Um, it also is the frequency. Listen, I think for anyone starting out, I mean, ideally, we do a post every day. But for anyone starting out, I think you need two posts as a bare minimum per week. That makes you relevant in your market. And Two per week. Two per week. It can yeah. be a Tuesday, a Thursday. And the post, Tom, can be really, really easy. It can be a photo at an open for inspection. It might be a status update. It might be a review of the week that was. If you had a great, successful weekend, it might be telling about the results but in an interesting manner. Don't just say just listed, just sold, 300000 over reserve. It's interesting information told in the same way or a different way. 
way that creates that engagement. Okay, so um, we've just had a look at the five pitfalls that agents use on Facebook. Uh, I think, Troy, I think that there's so much more information that we can actually cover that what we might actually do is next week as well, where we're running the show, the two of us again, we might actually <laughs> John do... John Hood. John Hood. Like, you're going to forget by... I'm, 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 I'm we're getting, changing the logo. <laughs> yeah, we, we, will, we, will locate, we will locate him by week three or week four because we don't want you to get used to this without the guy, right? So what we'll do, Troy, is we might do a part two on Facebook because there are tactical things that I can also suggest to people that I've seen can help you get a listing presentation before you go to it, things that you can do that can actually be a testimonial on steroids. And I think what we'll do is we'll cover that in part two of um, Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just finish on this one, Tom, that you know, social media is a living, breathing thing that's constantly evolving, right? So like your beloved pet, it needs love and attention to actually be successful. Uh, you know, and I see a lot of agents that get on social media and they get all excited and then you know, their day-to-day activities take them away. But I think if someone wants to be on social media, it's an amazing platform, um, but it needs to be done in the right way to achieve your business goals. Yeah, so what you're saying is understand that the game's the same, but the rules have changed. And one of the rules that has changed is that social media should be coming part of your ideal week. This was not something 20 years ago that was on your to-do list. It wasn't a, a task that needed to get done. And what you're saying is don't have an ad hoc process, except that this is totally part of your business strategy now. And that means that you should have allocated time and resources and actually put a focus in it and don't think to yourself, oh, look, I haven't done anything for three weeks. I'm on my mobile, I'll post something. Absolutely, absolutely. Perfect way to finish. Okay, so Troy, this is good. We've, uh, the two of us have run this. Uh, we hope it's been very useful. I know you've missed John McGrath's voice. Don't worry, he's not running away. He'll be back. This has been Tom Panos with Troy Malcolm. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the week.